Welcome to the Fulfilled Musicpreneur Podcast. This podcast is for you if you are a Christian artist and you want to grow your listeners, make greater impact, and grow your business. Meet your host, A.B. Ogini, a lifelong singer, pediatrician, recording artist, music business coach, and founder of the Fulfilled Musicpreneur Academy. to another episode of the Fulfilled Music Preneur Podcast. Today I am here with my friend and my sister, Kirsten of Kirsten Music. Yeah. <laughs> back with us again. Um, if you did not listen to the last episode, go back and listen to her backstory. It is beautiful with lots of lessons learned. Today I want us to just dive into where she is now in her artistic journey and how in the world she pulled off putting together her first concert alone and packing out the venue. <laughs> so, Kirsten, welcome. Thank you again for joining us. Um, first of all, do you want to just talk us through why you had this event, why you thought it was important, and some of the struggles you had before actually stepping out to have the event? Okay. Hi, maybe Thanks for having me back on. Um, yes, so... Um, as I had explained in the last um, episode, you know, I had really sensed that God had given me my next step in my music journey and it was to do a concert with all of my own songs that I had written, okay? That it was to landmark what he had done in the last few years. And uh, I knew, I had the still small voice piece that this was my next, but the human fear, the human panic, the human uh, anxiety was in abundance. Um, I think because, as I shared in the last episode, you know, of the mistakes I'd made in the past and how long it had taken to rebuild my life, I was so scared of making a wrong decision. I was so scared of moving um, out. I was so scared that I would lose my testimony all over again. I was scared that like I wouldn't be able to minister because of you know getting it wrong or making wrong decisions again or a lot of anxiety and fear around that and uh, you you know maybe because you were counseling me on my on mm-hmm. my group uh, you know really like supporting me like you know I was stepping forward and then I'm stepping back and then I'm stepping forward and I'm stepping back and um, you know didn't like being in that space because I knew it was what God had asked of me but just really afraid of being unusable yeah okay I think this is something that a lot of us probably struggle with to be honest and there's something I say I say I say that the Christian community is probably the most unforgiving it probably is the most (laughs) because if you are out there as um a christian influencer leader worship leader and for some reason you make a mistake yeah public it takes you forever before people forgive you and it's almost like you're an outcast i just find that 
really hard. I find that really hard. And I think that's something that a lot of us struggle with. But what I tell myself is we're all on a journey. I'm certainly not perfect. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> I remember the last episode that came out, I, I said this saying that I had heard recently and that I loved and it was give the gift of vulnerability because when you are vulnerable you let other people you you give them permission to be vulnerable as well and just mm-hmm. say look I'm a Christian but also I need to be washed by the blood <laughs> and the sanctification process needs to happen every day there are things that I struggle with I'm not perfect yeah. And just saying that and, and sometimes sharing your struggle and, and, and sharing your fears, that's the way to go because, because yeah. truly we are not perfect. We are still flesh. And I think even realizing that will help us seek God more, knowing that we need him yeah. in our strength. I think moving into a, the, a public space was so scary for me because even back when I would have been doing music as a younger woman before, you know, crisis pregnancy and all that, like, um, I, there was no social media. Like, I don't even know that YouTube was really a thing. Like we didn't have smartphones. Like we were only just like, you know, there's no Facebook or anything like that. And, you know, so it, it was a shock to my local community you know they had looked to me I think the problem is you know we do I think as Christians we slip into like a, we slip into like a pop mentality the way that we idolize like pop artists or we idolize famous people and um, we know we shouldn't do it as Christians but I think we do you know like we have like Christian leaders on a pedestal and we look at them and it's almost like we all the rest of us know well I know I'm not as holy as them but this is like what I hope to attain to and if I can attain to even close to them all will be well so when our spiritual leaders fall it's like or people that we look to in the Christian community fall it's like it's it shocks us but I don't know why because the rest of us tend to live in a plane where we're a little bit muddy you know (laughs) but it's like somehow like our christian leaders are like are almost like sainted you know and um and we don't know the backstory of our christian leaders we don't know the burdens or the the sin struggles that they've had we don't know like you know we're just seeing one side of absolutely yeah Um, and i do even like you know i was you know watching some of the there's a couple of you know, famous Christian artists, if I was to say their names right away, oh yeah, and I've been watching them and watching their success and watching how, you know, their songs and they seem to be getting higher and higher and higher up the Christian music, you know, space. And I I see and hear other people big them up and think, and you know, and honor them and that's great. I don't see it like that. And I think because of my own brokenness, I think the higher you go, the the greater chance of a, of a massive fall because that's been my experience and I actually am like I, I look at them and I say God protect them 
protect mm. their families, protect yeah. their, their people. You know, mm. when I see their music videos, I say, oh Lord, let the honor and the glory always go to you. Yeah. Because it is, we are we are flesh and we are blood. Pride is a real thing. Jesus talks about mm. it all the time. You know, um, there's there has been so many cases of moral failures in our Christian leaders, but it's like, you know, they have, they have, you know needs just like we have and if they're not caring for themselves if they're not mm -hmm. investing in their families if they're not minding themselves just like any one of us yeah. we are susceptible of falling and it's like you know pray for your the, your the musicians that we yeah. see that are having such a public space because they are actually potentially incredibly vulnerable you know yeah. so yeah. i think when you have mightily fallen it's you're very aware yeah. of, you know, how far the fall can go. Yeah. But I also know that where I'm at in my life right now, everything I have, every single thing that I have is being given by God. Mm. Everything. There is nothing that I possess, own, have, influence, position, whatever, that I know hasn't been given from my Heavenly Father. And I think that's what you were getting maybe through this journey and what you're sensing mm -hmm. is that um, I know my my humanity and I know what God is doing and I'm terrified of my humanity and mm -hmm. you know um, stopping the what God is doing you know and I don't know that that I that I can in a sense it's going to be a constant <laughs> battle yeah. on your knees um a yeah. daily faith walk it, it's going because yeah. even me i i absolutely feel what you feel now i have not experienced it personally as you have but also there is still that fear because i i hear people talk I, I remember recently i was talking to someone from church who also writes songs and who also is a worship leader and right. i was talking to her about um i don't remember what it was but oh yes <laughs> It was about Big Church Day Out, which is a huge Christian festival here in the UK. And yeah. she was like, oh no, that, that the way they talk about the artists there, it's, it's almost like a little bit of adoration. And 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 she, she essentially was, was um, she was a little bit, little bit disillusioned because... Right. We had also seen some private things happening in some of the lives of the people and she was like well actually i don't know why people have to idolize them like that i was like well actually i don't i literally am going to big church they have to worship god i don't i don't look at them like that at all but yeah. people do they do. People do and they struggle and and this is the thing it's it's <laughs> it's when you know what's happening around you and it's just a bit scary why do people have to idolize people like that why do they do that yeah. Um, <laughs> because if they didn't, if there was a, a mistake somewhere, or there was a fall, it wouldn't affect their faith that, that much. But this is what happens, is that they put them on a pedestal and then their faith is shaken. And then yeah. for a while they go to church and they lose their faith. I'm like, yeah, I that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the rant yeah. is over. <laughs> 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 okay. Talk about. That you have yeah. to first of all 
<laughs> Do you want to talk about picking the venue? How many people were in the venue? Yeah. Um, how you went ahead planning for this meeting? Yeah. So, um, okay. So when in the previous episode I explained that you know the the point where it kind of the genie came out of the bottle, where it kind of came out, you know, about me being a songwriter, and, and there was no going, no putting it back in a sense. Um, I knew at that point that doing a small, intimate, 25 people only concert like I had planned before I got COVID, it just seemed ridiculous at that stage. It just seemed like, no, like God God himself has thrust you forward into this the spotlight. <laughs> We're just talking about the famous people and there's me saying around the spotlight. Like God, God has done that. So it's... I can't now put it back in the box myself. Like that would be, I felt like it would be disobedient at that stage. So I, I knew then that the concert had to be reset, a date had to be reset. And I had met with my pastor, my pastor's wife had shared all that God had been laying on my heart. They were incredibly supportive. And they said, we're right behind you. Now, I could have asked my pastor to use the church, but I knew in my heart of hearts that I would have been limited within myself. I don't believe my pastor would have put limitations on me, but I would have felt limited. I would have felt I needed to honour and respect the church and its conservative values. And not that I'm wild, because I'm not. I'm not like a mad, like, you know, (laughs) heavy rocker. But like something within me wouldn't have been free. And my pastor really understood that and saw that and really respected that. So I knew at that stage a neutral venue was going to be um, essential. So um, I was saying, okay, Lord, what what venue? And there's a, a look in my local area. There's an arts center, and they had a purpose-built um, venue. Now, you know it. It seats 70, I think we had 80 to 90, you know, all, all together in the venue, which for my first time concert, I thought, you know, was amazing. I'm not even gonna fill that, <laughs> um, but I did. Um, and I laughed because that was, that was a whole crisis of faith in itself. But I was like, so I, I had to contact them and, you know, I'm like really good at like being able to do things for other people and in work I'll no problem picking up the phone and doing whatever calls. But when it comes to doing something for yourself and you're having to like, you know, negotiate for you, oh man, that is like a whole other world. That is horrible and terrifying. And in KMA Brad always talks about like building your team. So I was saying afterwards when I was reflecting, I was saying, that's the first thing I'm gonna do if I ever do this again. I'm gonna if I ever have enough money, I'm gonna pay somebody to like do my events because it's like I, I put it off and put it off and I'll phone the venue and ask. I'll go down to the venue and I'll ask. I'll do it. I kept putting it off and for months I put it off. Eventually I got my brave and I took two of my beloved sisters with me, not my beloved <laughs> sisters, my Christian sisters and my children. I couldn't even go alone. <laughs> and I went down and we went and looked at the venue. And then because I had people with me, then I felt the confidence to like, you know, 
doing the, the negotiations and ask all the questions and I thought oh because I'm a Christian artist they're never going to let me so I was like don't tell them you're a Christian and all oh all this crazy stuff and uh, and then I had to so when I, I saw the venue and it, I knew that it was purpose built and I knew that it would have everything I needed it had it all the sound it had the lights it had the space and I knew that it was the right place and just on a side note, my, my Kenyan sister, I keep calling her Nigerian, Esther, she has, God has given her such vision for this in my life for years, even at a time when I couldn't receive it. And uh, she had actually been in the same building, in the same venue. Um, I can't really remember the time frame before because she only told me about this recently, but she was there maybe, could have been up to a year before or maybe longer. And she stood there and she said that the still small voice told her that one day Kirstine's going to sing here. Oh. And she told me this after I told her that I'd booked the Rare Red deal of the venue. She mm. was like, what? You know, so we're just like, what? And so um, that, like crazy, crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, and you know, like this just, and she had been praying for that and praying wow. into that and praying about that specific, you know. So like Brad always talks about building a team. And while I don't have, you know, a manager and, you know, I don't have my producer and all that, in another sense, I do have my team because I have my people around me that see yeah. the call of God in my life, that have been yeah. praying and interceding, that have been seeking God for this ministry. Um, longer than I even had the faith to mm -hmm. and I think that building your team isn't necessarily about having all the practical I mean I think in time that comes maybe but I think at the start having the right foundation surrounding yourself with people that are spiritually discerned that can go ahead of you spiritually mm -hmm. and yeah. see what you don't have the faith to see and mm -hmm. um, having godly counsellors like our connect group that are able to champion you when you don't can't champion yourself does that make sense i mean yes. some people are just yeah and so i think that was like that that is like they were like probably more key than i even realized i'm learning some of this after the fact but mm -hmm. you know and then so then i i uh then i i had to like then consider you know advertising and how i was going to do that what songs i was going to sing what my set list was going to be um i had to consider what musicians i was going to have with me uh that was a journey in itself because i i don't have know that many music christian musicians here in ireland because my community is quite small but i in my church, like I, I do know musicians, and I know that while they do specific style of music on a Sunday, I do know that they are very gifted, and we're able to do other things. And I also have a heart for uh, God. Sorry, God has given me a heart for mentoring, and I do believe that as this unfolds, that will become more, much more prominent. Mm. But I, I sense that God has to bring me to a place of prominence first so that you have something you can show to mentor to others, right? So, but anyway, so I, I ended up by uh, three of the teenage girls in the church. I got them on board as part of the, 
the, the band and then some of my other friends and even asking them, I was so insecure, so insecure. And I mean, these are people that I do life with, but the vulnerability in me, yeah. because you ask, you know, I was so afraid of rejection. The rejection from my marriage has woven mm. through, you know, yeah. every aspect of my life. Mm. Yeah. And it's something I have to wrestle with, you know, still, you know, and it, not thankfully not like I used to but it it can still rear itself and because this is a very vulnerable space to stepping out like I'm saying oh yeah I'm inviting you to my concert where I'm doing all my songs and it's like <laughs> what is that like you know and like most people have only heard this one song that I've written you know it's not like I have tons on Spotify like where I can be like oh yeah listen to this what do you think oh yeah come and play with me you know and uh you know, that, that 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 waiting while I was waiting for my friends to come back to me, you know, while they prayed and sought God. And, you know, like, God turned it around and everybody that I asked came back with a yes, eventually, mm-hmm. not necessarily in the moment. That was such a vulnerable, insecure, and I had panic attacks. I had, like, freak out moments. I don't know if you remember, maybe at one stage, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this. Um, and thinking, you know, I, I, and taking the silences as no's and as rejections, you know, like a whole gambit of, but again, coming back to that, you know, your foundation place yeah. when you can't champion yourself, other people champion you. And, uh, you know, was kind of carried a little bit through, you know, those vulnerable times um, yeah. until I was back on solid ground again. And then, and then the band got together and then I pre-recorded the songs I wanted on the set list. I kind of knew which songs I wanted. I kind of just knew. I didn't have to think about it too hard. I just said, Lord, what, what, what would you have? And each of the songs just came to mind in the order that they were to be done. And there wasn't much effort or time put into that. I just had that sense of, you know, I suppose how Holy Spirit wanted to minister on the night. Um, and then I just, uh, I pre-recorded them all, sent them. And then for the few months, like for, I can't remember, say I booked the venue in the February, but then the concert was until June, it was like four months or something, wasn't it maybe? Um, I gave myself loads of time anyway. <laughs> you sent the songs for a month. Well, that's months in advance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. And I left it with them. And I just said, you know, so we, I, I didn't want it to be burdensome. I didn't want to put a weight on anybody. I know people's lives are busy. And I knew the people that I had asked to do it were talented enough. Mm. You know, they had the skill set enough to be able to learn. Um, and we, we apart from I met with a couple of the teenage girls just because their confidence was a little bit you know unsure so I met with them separately but other than that I only actually met with the full band once we had one full rehearsal and that was all that was needed it was amazing it was actually incredible you know and that's because you had walked with all of them before like in church and you had played with them so you knew their skill level wasn't it yeah 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 and uh, we were used to playing together, so you, we already had all that comfort, you know. Um, 
obviously it was a different style, but they really gave their hearts to it. Do you know? Like they actually really gave their, when they said yes to playing with me, it was like they engaged with Holy Spirit as well. And so there was there was a unity and they put in the work and they put in the effort. And they had a couple of special, you know, singers on the night as well. I had broken the night up with, there was this one girl, uh, she was like nine or 10 and uh, she has a gift of songwriting, it's in her. And uh, it was on my heart to have her sing and play, you know, because like sure, if we had all been given opportunities and had if people had identified the giftings in us at a young age and had mentored and invested us at a much younger age on our identity, yes. cheapers, we would have like, we won't be where we are today. Trust, no, and you know, she, I remember talking to her and she says, I always just felt weird that there's something different about me. And I'm like, wow, you have an incredible capacity to create in your brain. You're you're a singer somewhere, you know, you're a somewhere. And she was just like, and she just grew like, you know, she wow. was just like, wow, you know, her <laughs> mommy knew it, her mom could see it. And thankfully, you know, her mom was watching for her gift. But, um, and that that is like, you know, that's like my heart. I'm just like, wow, if you could just, you know, like, you know, just watching her just go, whoa. I was just like, oh yeah, okay, Lord, this is like, <laughs> this is a whole thing, you know? But, um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, then, so we we only had that one meeting. Um, I then, um, thankfully, knew of Canva through KMA as well. Yes. And uh, <laughs> do, I use it at work now on a regular basis. So I was familiar with with Canva. If you don't know what Canva is, it's like you need to familiarize yourself with Canva for all your social media posts, flyers. Um, it's like such a user-friendly tool for promotion yes, material absolutely. and stuff like that. Completely free and really easy to use. Yes. Now, thankfully, work has uh, the pro version, so I get to use the pro version. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did my concert design on that. And what I did was um, I I didn't advertise because I didn't have my social media pages set up at that stage. Okay, so I didn't have a Facebook page or an Instagram page. That all kind of came as part of like getting ready for the concert, mm-hmm. but I didn't at the time. Um, so I made a Canva post and I literally went through all my WhatsApp contacts. <laughs> Yeah. And I literally sent everybody on my WhatsApp group an invite. And that was really the only promotion that I did. Yeah, and, and that was that the yeah. you did a save the date one first, didn't you? I did a save the date one and that had to pin me down and then I and, did <laughs> And how on. early did you have that done? When did you send that oh. out? I think it was like eight weeks before. Right. Okay. So, what did you ask for people to RSVP? Because I think this is important. Because when people plan events, yeah. they just give flyers. They just say, "I'm having this." Um, there's a big announcement, but I think the one-on-one may not happen, or even if the one-on-one happens, they don't really ask 
for RSVP and therefore they don't know the amount of people that are coming, especially when there are no tickets to yeah. buy. So what did you right. say? Yeah, so I, I, so there's a lot of learning in this for me, okay? Um, so no, I didn't do an RSVP. It was purely by faith, thinking that if I just get enough of my immediate intimate friends to commit, at least I know if there's 20 people there, it'll be okay, right? <laughs> and then I didn't, so I didn't charge for the event. It was my first event. I did it free. Um, I, and I didn't do tickets either, okay? So, um, you know, I, I didn't anticipate filling the venue, so I didn't think there would be a need for it, all right? But, um, so what happened was I sent out the initial save the date and a lot of people texted back right away, I'll definitely be there, definitely be there. I discovered that a lot of people that said they would be there actually weren't the ones that came. So that was quite interesting. That's interesting, okay. Yeah. Um, and then I sent out a reminder like two weeks before I think it was. Okay. Like and I remember you telling me. People. I remember you saying that there were lots more people than you anticipated had said they were coming, and yes. you were afraid that there would be too yes. many people there, so you weren't going to send a reminder. No, so it turned out that it was like I got like I was like oh, when I started doing a count, it was like a hundred thirty people had said that they were definitely coming, and the so, venue I was like. Uh, so just out of curiosity, this this is what I'm yeah. finding really hard to understand, is that okay. most of the times when you send out messages without saying, please reply back, not many people, or maybe it's just me, maybe I'm just such a bad communicator. <laughs> <laughs> not many people actually reply back if you don't ask for a reply. So you right. did not ask for a reply and people just said, no. I'll definitely be there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. And it sounds strange now. And then when I did the tally up, like, because the venue said, oh no, we can only have like capacity 70. And I was like, what? What do you mean that you can only have 70? They're like, oh yeah, for insurance purposes. So there was like a mad panic then because I was like, I'm going to have to tell people who can't come and all this jazz. And um, But you know what? God had the whole thing in hand. Like he actually cared for the whole thing. I don't know why I got myself into such a state about it, but I did. And uh, it turned out the perfect amount, the perfect number. And it was weird because afterwards it was like people were like, I'm so sorry, Kirsten, I completely forgot. Or, you know, it was like or some, this came up or that came up and one friend, their car broke down and like all sorts of mad stuff. Like, you know, and I was just like, you know, but the place was over capacity, mm. but it was it it was okay. Do you know the way? It wasn't, yeah. it was like there was people sitting on the stairs, but the venue was actually, it was grand. So it all worked out fine. So but, eight um, weeks before... Yeah. You yeah. sent out save the date and then two weeks before you sent out reminders. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so I have been thinking about I have been thinking about what you had asked me in advance of this call. And you had asked me, I can't remember how you had worded it, but like how did you get people there? 
right and I had been contemplating that maybe and what I, I came to think was I really do invest in people's lives like I really actually now I know it's not possible for everybody all the time you know I mean like take yourself for example you're working two full-time jobs at this stage and you've got your music career and you have like your your work but I really do I'm very personable Mm. like people really matter to me and I really do take a time and an interest in other people's lives and like you know I'm known Mm. right like I'm known in my church I'm known in my community I'm known in other you know I have like been intentional like of like you know going to an exercise class and I'm intentional about things and I think I have a broader net than what I realised right so that's the secret sauce yeah I really thought about what you said and I thought you know I think from for my concert because most people that came had never heard me sing before it really was supporting me yeah yeah now I think God was faithful and he gave the increase you know but I do think it was like it was it was very personable Mm. it was very much a personable thing and I was thinking you know it's the sowing and reaping effect where you sow you're going to reap you know and mm-hmm. um yeah so uh, yeah because I really was very supported you know um so I think that it's like you know we we minister one to another did you know like it's like we can't just minister from a platform we have to minister into people's lives you know mm-hmm. um on a very one-to-one level um yeah i love that, that i love it yeah. yeah so it's back to building a community isn't it it's not just yeah hey guys i'm having a concert come it's actually really loving on people and caring for people and showing that you care for people way before you actually say i'm having a concert guys come for my concert <laughs> that's that's yeah. what we need to and I think that's important to note and that is definitely something that makes sense because if people feel supported by you they want to support back they do so yeah. thank you so much for sharing that so, yeah and yeah sorry and just and I think it was also evidence not like I got five bunches of flowers that night five bunches of flowers like it was mad but I think as well um the 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 cost of the of the venue and the cost of the night it didn't have fear about but it was coming out of my own pocket but I was like my, my family were saying like how are you going to pay for this like this you know you can't afford to pay for this you know you're single mom you're two kids not and I'm like I, because I knew I was in the centre of God's will and I knew he had provided the piano, he provided recording equipment, he provided everything up to that point, I wasn't out of pocket. I was like, I knew he was going to cover the cost. Now, I had a friend of mine MC the night, okay? Mm-hmm. And this was really helpful, okay? A really good 
friend who I work with who is a very people person and very confident on the stage he opened and closed the night and that for me was so helpful because it he broke the ice before I ever started yes. to sing yes he's also very for me so it very naturally came to him to be able to speak highly of me and then he was able to share at the end of the night ways that people can support me um, and one of the things he said was if you want now we had a whole spiel he didn't say the whole spiel we had it all set up how people could give but that didn't happen and I was kind of like oh no I'm, I'm left with this like debt that has to be paid and do you know that three people gave to me that night not that night it was in the, the days after right after. Um, three there only three people in the whole night gave but they gave substantially and you know like a couple of hundreds and the whole night got covered the wow. whole night i had not not one penny out of my own pocket mm. and i was like lord like that's incredible like you know it's actually like in it again it's like consistent confirmation mm. yes yes <laughs> on the right path you know now i know everybody everybody's journey is different but for us for me um that's how how god is moving you know mm-hmm. and i remember one um thing that happened and your first song <laughs> was there a little bit of <laughs> do you want to tell us about what happened <laughs> so we had uh, done a rehearsal the rehearsal had gone great but uh the 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 last song that we practiced on the rehearsal was in a different key on the piano because the piano you can transpose it up and down like the way you put a cap on a guitar and uh, <laughs> we had transposed it for the last song we'd rehearsed at the sound check and I had forgotten to put it back so when we started everybody else was playing right but the poor piano player was in a totally different key there was nothing she could do and then right away I was like this is terrible. I was like, no, but you know, we just, I just stopped it right there. And then everybody just laughed and the ice yeah. got broken and they just changed and it. Going. <laughs> and the rest of the night was amazing, which brings me back to the point of it's okay. Things aren't perfect. That does not lessen the impacts and the blessing you'll have on your audience just keep going even if you have one mistake and and sometimes that that would have been an obvious one because you had to stop and start again but sometimes people actually don't even pick up on our mistakes we are the only ones who know oh no that should have been different (laughs) but people can get really flustered and think the whole night was a massive failure or something just because things weren't perfect yeah so guys keep going don't let that stop you (laughs) keep going (laughs) you have anything else you want to leave with us Kristen yeah I think like I think being able to discern clearly where God is leading I think like it takes time to learn God's voice so it's okay to you know if the path can be a little bit wobbly you know because we we have to learn god's voice but i think it's like it's 
it's important that we do learn his voice because it's important that we're going where he leads because that's where the fruitfulness is do you know now i'm saying that to you but then i'm also in the same breath saying well i had a 15-year season of barrenness there are seasons of barrenness but when god opens no man can shut you know and it's like but you need to make sure you know that you are following in the right and i think you know i'm a big one for community i'm a big one for you know surrounding yourself with you know people that champion you and that are for you that will pray for you that you can share with about your music journey and you know i invested in kingdom music academy as i said to you i'm a lone parent you know i don't have vast income i have my daily bread and that's it and anything else other than that has to come from manna from heaven but um if it's the lord's will you know he will provide he'll tell you when to step out in faith he'll tell you when to you know or he'll supernaturally provide in advance but um you know and also i think being real about our humanity to the right people is incredibly important because stepping out into public ministry which music is you know we need to just make sure that we're um protecting ourselves the best that we can not self-preserving because that's not ministering with an open heart but protecting ourselves as in having spaces to be vulnerable with the right people um you know when we feel that internal pressure to push 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 that's that's not good like that's a human like you know we need to be able to be still to be able to um set a peace with god set a peace for ourselves be able to hear and discern where god is leading and when we can't champion ourselves we need others that are around us that, that see Absolutely. and can discern god god's will so yeah. and just to mention one thing that might be helpful for people listening you also made um streaming the concerts available isn't didn't you even though it wasn't um the best quality you was it uh, it was a laptop wasn't it and you just did a youtube uh, it was actually from a phone yeah it was from a phone and you just did a youtube yeah. live but people yeah. watched i remember getting yeah. on the link um later that night and gosh i felt like over 100 views had already happened <laughs> honestly that that was amazing but that is something that people can also do because especially with social media you probably have audience that is not in your country that are far off yeah. and want to to listen in and support you um in whatever way they can so there are multiple ways there's just streaming on youtube there's Streamyard, which i like there is multiple ways to also stream online and people that that are interested can join you as well so yeah yeah all right thank you so much Kristen, for spending time with us and sharing value sharing wisdom and sharing your journey with us um i hope everyone has been blessed <laughs> gotten tips that they can use on their journey um 
we'll end here thanks everyone for joining us again and see you next time on the next episode of the fulfilled music printer podcast take care bye for now Thanks for listening to the Fulfilled Musicpreneur podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Also, if you haven't, download a free copy of AB's ebook, Seven Days to Living Fearless, by clicking the link below. See you next time for another episode of the Fulfilled Musicpreneur podcast.